0: Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. I want to give you some updated numbers from Utah County. Earlier today, you heard that the positive. Case count here in the state of Utah was 747. I got curious uh, because as I saw the hospitalization uh, numbers, it was just at 115. Uh, that's a relatively low number, right? Uh, and so that's that's very good. And we had uh, one death, uh, relatively. Uh, that has been on the on the better end of our numbers. Now you know zero is what we want, but uh, what with the uptick in positive case counts. Uh, you would expect to see an uptick in both deaths and hospitalizations, unless unless the sector of the population, which is becoming infected at now a higher rate, is younger, well outside of the high-risk groups. And as uh, I have over the past few commercial breaks been back and forth with the Department of Health, uh, I asked... Are these increases coming from Utah County? Are they coming from these young people aged between 15 and 24? Uh, And I've been told that, yeah, the biggest increases of cases from yesterday to today is among those aged 15 to 24. Utah County uh, has contributed to about 41 percent of those cases. Uh, And remember, We learned just the other day from Dr. Dunn, Utah County only represents 20% of the state's population. So 41% of the cases today, 20% of the population. You can do the math and see there's a little bit of disproportion there. Uh, Salt Lake County represents 36% of the cases today. And so that's just a sense of how things uh, are playing out uh, geographically, Just an update on that big case number we learned of today. Uh, I want to shift gears, though, for a second. We're going to stick on this uh, COVID topic, uh, but I want to look now at a vaccine. There was last week, <clears throat> midweek, uh, a committee meeting by the, the Committee on Health, Education, Labor and Pensions, of which Senator Utah, Senator Mitt Romney, is uh, a member. The witnesses there were the director of the National Institutes of Health, Francis Collins, as well as Dr. Jerome Adams, current Surgeon General of the United States. A number of questions back and forth. Uh, One in particular came from Senator Bernie Sanders, who uh, expressed a desire to see this vaccine rolled out to Americans free of charge and asked uh, the personal and administrative positions uh, of Dr. Collins and Dr. Adams, both of whom said, yes, that is our objective as well, and if we're able to pull it off, uh, that is also the attitude of the federal government. Well, now there is... From the CDC, a document uh, looking at how exactly this vaccine will be rolled out. It is titled From the Factory to the Front Lines, the Operation Warp Speed Strategy for Distributing a COVID-19 Vaccine. To break down what we have learned and what it means going forward from ABC News is Mark Remillard. Mark, sir, how are you doing?
1: Hey, good. Thanks for having
0: me. It's it's my pleasure. Thank you for uh, having done the legwork here. You've been through this document. You know what it says. Uh, What are the big takeaways?
1: Yeah, so it, it breaks down a lot of different factors that are going to be involved with distributing a vaccine uh, from uh, the challenges in terms of just the actual distribution when you have vaccines that might require special handling. For example, uh, some of them have to be stored at very low temperatures. So talking about uh, that distribution process, which they've already issued a contract for uh, for a private company to handle that distribution, uh, they talked about um safe administration of the vaccine, working with uh, how does the federal government go about, once it's collected, you know, millions of uh, doses of a vaccine, how does it then go through to work with states, uh, tribal authorities, local jurisdictions, to then get that vaccine out to people? It's not just through the one company that they pass everything through, but it's got to go through. And they say that these local jurisdictions from states, tribes, et cetera, they all need to start developing plans. Um, They're also talking about this huge infrastructure Uh, that they need to have or that they're working on expanding an already existing infrastructure uh, that can track all the data, that can track uh, orders that local jurisdictions might say, I need X number of doses of vaccines, then the distribution of that all the way down to, okay, how many doses have been given out, et cetera. So a very complicated task here, but they essentially laid out the guidelines on how they're going to do this. Much of this is not resolved yet. This is them saying, these are the things we're working on.
0: There was, as I mentioned, that that big question of cost. What will be the cost of Americans? Is that addressed in this report?
1: It was, yes. Cost was uh, one thing that was addressed. And essentially, they said that the federal government has been working to buy and and procure millions of doses of these vaccines so that no American is charged for them. Uh, And that is part of funding from the CARES Act and part of Operation Warp Speed, which is the Trump administration's initiative to get a vaccine through the process much faster than they typically are uh, completed. And so they're purchasing millions of doses of these vaccines, even if they don't get through the trials, even if they never reach uh, widespread distribution uh, or are never approved. The government's already committing to this to help uh, ease the cost burden for these companies and developers so that they can move faster. So the Fed is purchasing all of these doses and essentially they 're going to be utilizing a lot of those to, to be distributed for free. Then they said they 're working with funds through the CARES Act uh, to make sure that also that no one is charged for the administration of the vaccine so it 's not just a free cost of the vaccine right. and distribution, but also when you go to your doctor or your pharmacy or wherever you get the vaccine, that you're not being charged with it well. So again, not completed, but something that they say they're working on.
0: The, the objective is for it to be free, but the exact pathway to that uh, free availability and accessibility of Americans is not yet exactly laid out. Is that fair to say?
1: Well, so when it comes to private health insurance, uh, part of the CARES Act requires that health insurance issuers and plans cover any a recommended COVID-19 preventative service, including vaccines. So in terms of people who have private health insurance, those costs should be covered. It says it's working to ensure that people who receive Medicare and those who are not insured will be able to get access to doses for free as well. So I think that's the thing that they're still currently working on. And It seems like much of the funding there to help uh, ensure that is going to come through the CARES Act.
0: Understood. Uh, okay, prioritization, who gets it first? Is that addressed in this?
1: They're working on that. This is something they say has not been laid out completely yet. It is something that uh, is obviously important. um, And what they say is going to happen is in the early part of the uh whenever a vaccine is approved there's going to be limited supply at first and so they want to prioritize it now they haven't said specifically what groups or people are going to get priority presumably though it would be high-risk populations people who are at risk of developing severe complications if they get COVID 19 put uh likely first responders Uh, down to essential workers, things like that. Those are populations of people that have been identified as most likely to see early rounds of the vaccine. But in terms of getting it to the wider population, it still could be some time early next year. So the CDC has a committee, an advisory committee that is reviewing this. They will go through, look at not only the evidence of the vaccines and their safety and efficiency, but then also go through to start tailoring recommendations for a vaccine policy that will then be submitted to the CDC director who will then approve it and they'll decide these are the people in the groups. Now, those committee, that advisory committee, those are public meetings. People can view those. People can look at those things, see where this is headed well before it's ever made a decision. So it's not something that's, you know, being done in secret.
0: Uh, We're speaking with Mark Remillard, ABC News correspondent, talking about a new plan released by the federal government on how a vaccine once uh, approved by the FDA to be safe and effective, how it will be rolled out to Uh, Those uh, who are willing to receive it. Uh, Utah's own Senator Mitt Romney in that health committee hearing of last week in the United States Senate asked about uh, attitudes. He asked about people's uh, reluctance to 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 get a vaccine. Uh, Maybe some uh, have. Uh, are holding on to some myths, as he might uh, phrase it. I, I noticed towards the end of the document uh, ruled out by the CDC today, or Health and Human Services rather, that they do have a communications plan. It's it's not that elaborate, it's not that detailed, uh, but they do address the need to stop myths and misinformation.
1: Yeah, you know what? And you you, uh, you you said it exactly how I would have said it. This particular part of the document is the very last thing, and it's and it may not be for a lack of trying. It just may be for a lack of not really having a good answer for what to do. This is the very last thing mentioned in the document. And it's kind of a jargony statement about in in terms of uh, they have a goal to promote vaccine confidence mm-hmm. and countering misinformation. But I mean, I think that many people are trying to figure out how to combat that, whether it's political disinformation or vaccine disinformation. That's a, a common thing in our culture right now that doesn't have a great answer. And so you look at this report and at the very bottom, you know, it talks about stopping misinformation. Well they're gonna work with local partners and trusted messengers. They're gonna educate key news stakeholders. I mean, what does that mean? I, I you know it's it's not very clear because there probably isn't a very great answer right now because the fact is there are a, a very divided population in America on on almost every issue, including vaccines. There's concern being raised about whether the Trump administration is politicizing this. And then you have the Trump administration saying that Biden and Harris and Democrats who are questioning them are resulting in more people having mistrust. So it is a very hot and button issue, no question. And like I said, I, I, I think, you know, the the kind of uh, information that's given in this document may, may may just be indicative of the fact that there's just not a very good answer. However, there is a process that these vaccines go through and these vaccines if they go through the same normal process, there shouldn't be a concern because of the types of review and the, the scrutiny that vaccines go through before they are approved. I think the concern that they have now or that some have is whether or not the process is being rushed or changed. And so are these vaccines going to have the same level of scrutiny that every other vaccine goes through? And if they do, that's where I think that the the thinking should be. There shouldn't be any concern.
0: Mark Remillard, thank you so much. ABC News correspondent. Uh, Your expertise on this and the work you've done is uh, very, very grateful for it. Thank you. Absolutely. Quick break. When we return, we're going to kick off a series where we look into the life of those running for elected office. We're going to start with Utah's 1st Congressional District. Blake Moore, the Republican nominee to represent Utah's 1st Congressional District in Congress, will be our guest next. Day in the Life. That's ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.